You are now listening to the Cruise Control Podcast here on SoundCloud and iTunes. I am your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at Russell Rant, the host of Russell Rant Radio. What's up, Graham? How you doing? Doing great, Randy, as always. How about yourself? Doing good. We're just a couple of days away from Clash of Champions from the SmackDown brand. Uh, I think we got five, uh, let's see, seven matches. I think there's seven matches on tap, or eight if you include the kickoff show. Yeah, I can't I can't wait for this Brizongo Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know what? Let's get right to it. Uh, again, Clash of Champions this Sunday. Here's a preview between me and Graham. Uh, I think... So, time out. Okay, the pre-show with Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley. So, I mean, you know... <laughs> I, I, I think, Riveting stuff, I know. I think Mojo is going is gonna to win. I, I think he needs to win. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I like Zack Ryder. I wouldn't complain if he wins. Um, but having the guy who's been here for 10, 15 years go over the guy who they have seemingly high hopes for. I mean, they had him win the honor of the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I mean, take that for what it's worth because it was a fluke victory thanks to Gronk. Um, but I would have Raleigh go over here for sure. All right. So we got rid of that match quickly. Um, Breezango, Bludgeon Brothers, which it, it, it's telling me it's, it's on the main card, not a pre-show. So... Um, again, there's there's no there's no story, there's no nothing, just two teams put together just for the hell of it. Brizongo, Bludgeon Brothers, uh, I will go with Harper and Rowan. Yeah, you gotta have Harper and Rowan go over here. I like Brizongo, they're a fine act. I think they've made well with what they've been given with the fashion file segments and whatever. Um, but the Bludgeon Brothers are Vince's new toy. And they got to go over here. They've been really dominant on SmackDown recently, and I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm not yet sold on the gimmick, mm. but in the ring, they're dominant, they're intense, they're aggressive. They have a lot of potential that can continue along this path, and I think their path of destruction continues on Sunday when they beat Prasongo. Yeah, I think I think you wrote I think you wrote something recently on Bleacher Report about their gimmick and how it, again paraphrasing how it's you know it'll take time for people to get used to it, and it's not as bad. As, as it is right now, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I think I prefer them, I prefer them to, to remain just Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, the gimmick they had before, but all this bludgeon brother stuff, uh, I'm not really feeling it right now, but hopefully down the road it'll become something worth talking about. Yeah, you just said it right there. I wrote a whole article about it for Bleach Report just last weekend, but yeah, you pretty much hit the nail right on the head that I like what they can bring in the ring to the tag team division. And SmackDown's tag team division, more now, uh, more so now than ever else before, it's loaded with talent. we got three tag team matches on the show. One of those matches has four tag teams in it. So SmackDown's doing real well with their, with their tag teams right now, unlike mm. Raw. Um, but with the Bludgeon Brothers and their gimmick, yeah, they look like Kane's kids with that attire, but I mean, <laughs> putting that aside, at least in the ring, they can go. Yeah. And um, like you said, if it was up to me, would I have them be just a Luke Harper and Eric Rowan? Why take off the Luke and Eric from their first names? I have no idea. It's just kind of a Vince call. Um, but I will say, if nothing else, just trying to be po- uh, a positive and optimistic, at least they're on TV at all. Cause there was a point 
a few months ago where these guys had not been on TV for months. And Eric Rowan I could get two shits about. But Luke Harper is really, really, really good. And they, he was on the verge of superstardom at one point on the road to WrestleMania this year. Yeah. They flushed that down the toilet for whatever reason. So at least he's back on TV and doing something meaningful and winning matches. So it's better than nothing, I'll say. All right. So speaking of tag team competition, we have the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Usos, The New Day, Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable, Rusev, and Aiden English. Does Do the Usos retain, or is there a wild card dark horse that can win on Sunday? Yeah, I think the Usos retain. Um, I know Rusev Day would be pretty cool. They've been building momentum. They beat New Day two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They beat the Usos last night on the show. But I think that was merely done just to make them look like threats to the titles. I don't think they'll actually win. It would be cool if they did because Rusev is vastly underutilized. Um, I don't see that happening, though. Uh, New Day, they've had their time to shine. I'm, I'm good with seeing another Usos New Day match at any point in the near future. I'm all set on that. So hopefully not New Day. Gable and Benjamin I would be open to. Um, they had their match with the Usos a few weeks ago, about a month ago on SmackDown, and it ended in like a count-out or something in a few minutes. We have yet to get a rematch. Um, so I would be good with them taking the titles and then the Usos feeding with them going into the new year. Um, but I do think the Usos go over here by pinning Aiden English or something, mm. uh, therefore not beating either New Day, Gable, or Benjamin. So kind of prolonging that be along. So my question is this: uh, You know, you know, we just had the Usos and, and the New Day just a couple of months ago, going going at it back and forth, and you know, I think if the Usos retain, which of these other tag teams, like, okay, I'll put the New Day to the side. Aside from New Day, the Benjamin, Chad Gable, Rusev, and English, Brizongo, and Bludgeon Brothers, if the Usos retain, which of these tag teams, kind of climbs up the ladder to become the new number one contenders? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I mean, it, it remains to be seen what they're doing with the Usos. At one point, it looked like they were going to do a double turn with the Usos, Gable, and Benjamin. They kind of went off of that, and they kind of scrapped those plans, and I haven't seen anything else from it since. Um, but if they did do that, I would love an Usos versus Owens and Zayn program. Now, I know Owens and Zayn are in a pretty prominent match on Sunday, uh, but those guys going after the tag team titles would be great at some point, and maybe even winning them from the Usos. I would have any team in the division right now to beat the Usos. It would be them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if it's not Owens and Zane, the Bludgeon Brothers, I would imagine, will be in the tag team title conversation at some point in the very near future. They're, like I said before, they're quickly building steam. Um, so if not Owens and Zane, I'll see the Bludgeon Brothers be on this pay-per-view. All right, so so far we have Mojo winning, we had the Blood the Bludgeon Brothers winning, and we had the Usos winning. Up next we have a Lumber Jill match for the SmackDown Women's Championship, uh Charlotte Flair and Natalia. Um I I think Charlotte's gonna win. She 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 just recently got the belt from Natalia. There's there's no reason why Natalia should be champion again so quick. Um, I would go with Charlotte Flair. Which way are you going? Yeah, Charlotte Flair's got a routine. She just took the title back from Natalia. Natalia is a fine heel, but I don't know. She just has not done it. She does not do a ton for me, and I'm sure this is going to be a good match. But like I've said before, it just makes no sense that they had the rematch on SmackDown a few weeks ago, and the reason they're doing it again at the pay-per-view 
is because their initial match got interrupted by the Riot Squad. So what do they do? They invite the Riot Squad to be lumberjacks for this match, which makes absolutely no sense. So this is going to be a complete cluster. I have no doubt about that. Um, but I do think Charlotte walks out still the champion. And she's got a multiple challenge, a, a whole line of multiple challenges lined up from Ruby Riot. Um, and you have also Char- or, uh, Carmella, rather, and still Miss Money in the Bank. So I assume they keep the belt on Charlotte. I don't think Carmella Cash is in on Sunday. I guess she could. I don't see it happening, though. Um, but I do think Charlotte does overcome Natalia to then set her sights on the Riot Squad heading into um, 2018. So how long do you think, um, you know, uh, you just said her name. Oh, my God. The girl with the, girl with the, with the money in the bank. No, Carmella. Carmella. Oh, Jesus Christ. How long do you think Carmella has that money to money to bank briefcase for? I mean, I would say because I think what's interesting is this, you know, correct me if if I'm wrong. She can cash that in on any champion from any side, right? Or does it have to be SmackDown? I think it's solely SmackDown. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it's solely SmackDown, yeah. Okay, so now let's say her, you know, Charlotte is champion. Let's say by the Rumble, WrestleMania. Question is, how long does Carmella hold on to that briefcase? And when, is he, when do you think is the bright, opportune time for her to cash in? I figure she would have cashed in a few months ago, like at SummerSlam when, when Natalya won the championship. I mean, Natalya had a decent run, um, but I would have put the belt on Carmella then because she really hasn't done much in the last couple of months, especially with James Ellsworth being released. She's just kind of there at the moment. Um, if it was up to me, honestly, I would wait until after WrestleMania. She has that contract until the next Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which isn't until June. So she's got about six months. Um, I would be able to. I would tell the story of whether she can cash in at that show itself. I know it's six months down the road, but I just don't see at any point in the next three or four months where she can cash in before WrestleMania. Because I really have no interest in seeing Carmella walk into WrestleMania or really walk out, because she's, she's gotten better, mm-hmm. by no means great, though, um, as champion. So I would like, I mean, we kind of talked about it last week with Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. I yeah. mean, that's the match that I would do at WrestleMania for the championship, but do you do it for the championship? Do you take the title off of Charlotte before then? Like, that's the real question. Um, but, yeah, I don't think she's going to cash in at any point between now and then. I guess she couldn't lose, but I hope she doesn't, because we just saw that with Baron Corbin like a few months ago. So it would be a total waste of the briefcase. And it's the first ever women's money in the bank holder, too. So I feel like she kind of has to cash in successfully. I mean, I think they can go a few a few routes. I think if they go Charlotte Rousey for the title at Mania, um, to, to not give Rousey a loss right away or to make, make you know, whatever, they can they can do what what they did with Rollins at, at WrestleMania 31 where you have a one-on-one match and all of a sudden she comes out and cashes in a triple threat for like two seconds and she wins. They could do that or not that I heard about it, but I, I, I think I did see it somewhere or somebody told me what they could do in a potential Rousey uh, match is that they would do a four horsewoman versus four horsewoman with Rousey and her people and Charlotte and her people. But I mean, they, they can go a lot of ways, but um, I think it just, it just, just remains to be seen on how they best utilize her. 
I mean, I guess you could still do that match. It was rumored at one point a few months ago to, to do the four horsewomen of WWE versus the four horsewomen of MMA. But the only issue with that, I mean, there's a couple issues with that. First of all being you have two of the four horsewomen of WWE on SmackDown and the other two on Raw. And it is WrestleMania. You can't mix and match the shows. But I don't know. I feel like it's going to be hard to tell separate stories on both shows heading into WrestleMania. And then you have one of the four horsewomen of the MMA world, uh, Shayna Baszler, the one who was in the finals in May Young Classic. I think she's headed to NXT. So unless she's there for a very brief period of time, I feel like she won't be up anytime soon between now and WrestleMania. The other two women, I have no idea what their status is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess you could do that. But honestly, I think the real appeal of bringing in Rousey is a one-on-one match. I mean, I could have seen that match maybe at Survivor Series, but they instead went, the, went with the uh, Raw and SmackDown approach, which was fine. Um, but at this point, if Rousey's going to have a match in WWE, it's got to be one-on-one. And it's either Oscar or Charlotte. I mean, there's really no other options. And there's a lot of good women on the roster, but none of them are a real threat to Ronda Rousey. I mean, Charlotte, she's eaten defeat before, so I feel like her losing to Ronda Rousey wouldn't be that big of a deal. Having Rousey be Asuka, on the other hand, I feel like would be pretty dumb at this point in time. Um, and I, maybe you can build that happening at some point down the road. Asuka's only been in the main roster for a few months. So, yeah, Charlotte and Rousey one-on-one, I feel like, is what uh, the, the real money match. That's what I would do. But, I don't know, it really all depends on what they have in mind in the next couple of months heading into WrestleMania. All right, so we have a triple threat match for the U.S. title. Baron Corbin, Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler. Um, Baron Corbin walks in as champion. Uh, this this one can go either way because if Bar- if Baron does not retain, would I mind Dolph winning? No. Would I mind Bobby Roode winning? The one thing w- with Roode is that I- I'm not really feeling him as a good guy. I think he's more of a, of a bad guy kind of heel uh, character. Um, but uh, I I think it's too early for Corbin to lose it. So I I think I would go with Corbin. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's booking one-on-one. So on SmackDown last week, Ziggler, um, he interfered in the Corbin-Rude match, and he was the last man standing. This week, it was Ziggler and Corbin, and Bobby Rude laid out Ziggler and Baron Corbin. So I assume this means that Baron Corbin retains the title. At this point, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a well-wrestled match, but I honestly could not give two shits. I mean, I like Bobby Rude. I like Baron Corbin. Ziggler, like I've said a million times before, just does nothing for me at this point anymore. Um, but it was funny that you say that because I was talking to someone earlier today that kind of loosely watches SmackDown, and they said coming out of the pay-per-view, they should turn Bobby Roode babyface and have him face Baron Corbin for the belt. And I was mm. like, dude, Bobby Roode's already a babyface. And he's right. like, really? I, didn't, I had no idea because he had no idea they had flipped him from heel to babyface coming up to the main roster because he acts the exact same way, but you would never really know. He's only facing different opponents. But I completely agree with you, Randy. The guy should be a heel. I don't know why he wasn't a heel when he first got called up. He's got a great theme song, and obviously that's very catchy. Yeah, That's probably why they called him up as a face. I get that, but, I mean, he had a great theme song in NXT, too, and then he wasn't a baby face there. He's just a natural heel. And, I mean, there's a few people who should turn heel before him, a guy like Randy Orton, um, which I'll talk about later. But, I don't know, it really should be Bobby Roode and Baron Corbin one-on-one because that's the real feud. Ziggler is just here to take the pinfall, so I assume... Aaron and Ziggler to retain the title on Sunday, and hopefully we get Rude winning the belt at some point down the road. Okay, before I get into the 
the title match and the, and the tag team match, which one do you think will main event? The Randy Orton tag match or the AJ Styles championship match? I mean, I guess it depends what happens. I mean, I'm going to say the tag team match because you got two special guest referees, the stipulation that if Owens and Zayn lose, they're fired from the company. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that main events because AJ and Jinder have seen before. Unless they want to close off the night with a shocker with Jinder regaining the gold, which would be the worst possible way to go off the show, then I think it's going to be the tag team match. All right, so since we're on the tag team match, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, we have we have Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan as special guest referees. Again, if Owens and Zayn lose, they will be fired from the company, which I highly doubt. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Somehow, some way, Shane or Daniel Bryan, I wouldn't say screws Orton and, and, and Nakamura, but I there's no listen. Whenever you say this person will be fired if they lose, that person always wins. So we, we've seen it time and time again. Um, they even got something going on on Facebook a couple of weeks after the uh, the the event that is promoting Sami Zayn. So we know Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are not going anywhere. It just how does Shane and, and Daniel Bryan kind of fit into everything. So I got KO and Zayn, but the question is how? Yeah, I think KO and Zayn are going to win. The real question is how they go over. I mean, I guess the predictable path is to have Daniel Bryan interfere and form some sort of heel stable with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. But I have no interest in seeing that. Daniel Bryan's a natural baby face. And I, I don't know. I mean, I guess they could do the whole surrogate thing where they have someone fill in for Brian to wrestle Sheen at WrestleMania. Who cares? I really want to see this thing end at some point in the very near future because I'm not even sure where they know where it's going. Uh, personally, as I alluded to earlier, I would love to see Orton go heel. I think Orton going heel would be a great. He needs a, a, a real major knee, a boost in the arm right now. The guy needs a real shot in the arm because he's been stagnant for so long. So turning heel, attacking Shinsuke Nakamura, you got a feud right there. Brian and Shane can argue over the fact, like, oh, I had no idea he would do that, blah, blah, blah. And then Owens and Zayn can go off and do their own thing. So that's what I would do. Um, then it kind of breathes a new life into Randy Orton. The top of the card, you could do Orton and Nakamura, Orton and Styles. Mm. Possibilities are endless. Um, I think it's a lot better than having Shane and Brian argue and then one of them bumps into, like, Orton or something. And that's how Owens and Zayn win, and they pick up the victory. That would just be a cheap way to go off the show. Because like you said earlier, we know they're not getting fired. We know they're not losing, Owens and Zayn, that is. So it's just a matter of how they go over and not if they go over. But I would do it by having Orton go heel, not by aligning with Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn, just kind of going off and doing his own thing, because he really needs something desperate right now to make him relevant again. I feel like this would accomplish that. So you don't think Shane or Daniel Bryan just bumping into Randy Orton is very creative? <laughs> that's why. That's exactly <laughs> why I feel like they'll do it because it's something that we we, we see on SmackDown, and it's so completely unoriginal. Um, no more, no less original than AJ saying backstage on SmackDown this week, like, "Oh, I'm going to overcome the odds," and then Jinder attacks him and says, "No, you won't." It's like, what? What was that? It was a, such a waste of a segment backstage. Right. Um, but SmackDown's been in the fucking doldrums in the moment, so hopefully Clash of Champions will get us right on the on the right track. How does okay? I know you. I know you just wrote an article on Bleacher Report about you know highlighting that Randy Orton um, 
should have another heel turn, and hopefully by WrestleMania he he would be a heel and do a program with Nakamura leading up to WrestleMania. But we can put that to the side. But how how do we how do we best utilize Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon as guest referees, where they they just don't just referee the match and that's really it. Like I think something between one of those two, whether they screw Nakamura and Orton or do something shady where you start to question why Shane McMahon or why Daniel Bryan, why would you, why would you do that to keep Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on the roster? Something like that has to be in the mix because if it's, if if, if it's not that, then it's a typical tag match with two referees and nothing gets accomplished. Well, I mean, the whole reason why they threw them in the match to begin with was to build intrigue for a match that had very, uh, really had no build at all. I mean, a lot of the matches on this show are completely uneventful. They rush the build in a matter of weeks. So they're like, oh, shit, we really got to make this show interesting somehow. Oh, I know. Let's throw in Sheen and Brian as special guest referees. I think moreover than anything else, what I'm looking forward to seeing is how physical Brian will get because he has not yet been in any sort of role, in-ring role, since he retired about two years ago. This is his first time as a special guest referee since he retired. So will he get physical? Will he take a bump? In the past, it's been said that they will not even allow him to get hurt, which is why that whole Kane attack backstage on Raw a few months ago when Kane was uh, ambushing Daniel Bryan wasn't even shown because they don't want to show Bryan taking a bump. Uh, So we'll see. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Um, But like I said, you could still have Orton go heel while still... Um, teasing tension with Brian and Shane by having the two shove each other or something. But again, it's got to be leading somewhere. Brian going heel does not interest me at all. Even Shane going heel does not interest me mm-hmm. at all because they're they're baby faces and they're they're natural baby faces. I'm just not looking forward to seeing that. But I'm sure they got something up their sleeve. I'm not getting my hopes up too high because I'm expecting something epic. And it'll probably get something mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just really hope it's not an overbooked piece of trash. Just because, I mean, you got two special guest referees, the stipulation, all this other shit. It's, it screams like TNA main event of like 2010, where you would have all these other factors that would interfere with the actual match. With the people in this match, it has the potential to be a really, really good main event. Yeah. Sub main event or co main event, whatever. But when you throw in all this other shit, I mean, it's intriguing, yeah, but it's like, I don't know, it's, it's very overshadowing, it very much overshadows everything else in the match. But they do have my interest, though, so I'll give them that. Yeah, I think I think the main part should be Orton, you know, planting the seeds of a heel turn, not not just like lose a match and right away RKO Nakamura on Sunday. But, exactly, yeah. You know, it just plant, like, you know what? Maybe Nakamura couldn't trust him, or he, you know, he, maybe he was the wrong partner. However, they do it, but the, you know, it'll be Orton's what fifth heel turn. <laughs> I mean, we, I lost, I lost count. Yeah, but, the guy's been a heel so many times. Yeah, but Randy Orton as a heel to me was the better version of Randy uh, of Randy Orton, and you know, with with legacy and before that, and the the Legend Killer and stuff like that and then you know with the um with with the authority with Triple H and Evolution he uh babyface Randy Orton was only good for a little bit but after a while it's like you know certain people just need need to be healed in their entire career you know it, it, and Randy Orton is one of them uh going through your article I really agree with that um go heal lose the 
the sweater, no, the 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 hoodie vest thing, and just go back to Legend <laughs> yeah. Killer of Viper. But one thing that had me had me laughing was, which I totally forgot, you put in there, Randy Orton, uh, won the twenty seventeen Royal Rumble, and I said, holy shit, he he did, <laughs> and I forgot. <laughs> like really, Orton has. Orton has had one of the most disappointing years, definitely of his career, but of anyone on the roster uh, at the moment. I mean, you look at the year he's had, yeah, he won the Rumble, which, like you said, you completely forgot about. And at WrestleMania, he won the WWE title. Mm. But it's like, beyond that, first of all, the WrestleMania match sucked. That whole feud at Bray Wyatt was a complete waste of time. Did not help either one of them. His reign lasted a month. He feuded with Ginger Mahal for like three months which was awful because none of the matches were any good. The Rusev feud was a complete waste of time as well. As a babyface, the guy is just not interesting at all. I mean, sometimes he can be, like if he's allowed to show more personality. Like when he came back about a year and a half ago at the Battleground pay-per-view, I think he was on, um, not Talk is Jericho, what's it called, the, the highlight reel. And Jericho was asking him about his Brock Lesnar match, and he was, asking, and he was telling Chris Jericho, like, uh, no enhancements needed. Mm. He's talking about Brock Lesnar. It's like, that's fucking funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. And the guy was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what happened. Like the Wyatt family stuff. We talked about it at this time a year ago. When he was in the Wyatt family, it was so exciting. And then after he broke off from them, it's been all downhill from there. So he desperately, like I said before, needs a shot in the arm, a heel turner to go away for a little while. Yeah. He's way too overexposed in the moment. Or maybe do another superstar shakeup and send him to Raw to fight some new fresh people. Yeah, I would turn him heel and send him to Raw. I would do both. Hopefully at the rest. I would turn him heel in the meantime so he can face AJ Nakamura on SmackDown and then send him over to Raw after WrestleMania. That's what I would do personally. Alright, so we have we don't know if it's the main event yet, but AJ Styles Jinder Bahal for the WWE Championship I don't see AJ losing. If he does, it'll be at WrestleMania. Um, but hopefully they make it interesting where they, it can be believable that Jinder does have a shot to beat AJ Styles. Um, the Singh brothers do nothing for me at all. So AJ Styles retains. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, he has to retain. I think he will retain. But there's no way that Jinder can walk in WrestleMania or even exist another day as WWE champion. Because that reign, that six-month reign, was one of the darkest periods for this company in quite some time. The matches were no good. The promo sucked. I know he looks like a, a golden god, but it's like beyond that, the guy has nothing to offer at all. From a character standpoint, a promo standpoint, an in-ring standpoint, the guy is just beyond mediocre. Um, AJ Styles is the complete opposite. The guy is just phenomenal. He's simply that phenomenal, pun intended. They got to keep the belt on him at least until WrestleMania, so we can finally get Styles and Nakamura over the championship. Um, on the opposite, I like the Singh brothers, but you take them away from Jinder Zach, the guy's got nothing. So I think um, <clears throat> I think we have Styles go over here. Uh, I don't know if you plant more seeds of dissension between Jinder and the Singh brothers, um, but at some point you got, you got to move past Jinder, and I think this has got to be the show where they and the Jinder Mahal main event run, and we move forward with AJ as WWE champion, because Jinder as a main event guy just has not worked. Has not worked. And hopefully he loses here clean, 
and we can move forward into the Rumble and move forward into 2018 without Jinder being a top guy on SmackDown because those days are should be long gone. So then, what do you do? What do you do with Jinder? Does he just go to <clears throat> mid card U.S. title tag title kind of kind of spot, or maybe? Gets yeah, back in the world title picture when like Nakamura becomes champion or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, I would keep him in the main event scene. I think the biggest problem with the gender push is that the guy literally, not even exaggerating here, went from fucking losing a Mojo Raleigh one week mm-hmm. to becoming the number one contender to the WWE title the next. Like, how can I take that guy seriously? In addition to the fact that he's no good, it's like if they had Luke Harper, um, who has not been on TV for months. And, you know, he comes back and becomes the WWE champion. If nothing else, the buildup made no sense, but at least the guy's a good worker. Jinder doesn't offer that at all. He has nothing to offer as a main event guy. The guy fucking sucks. So, again, maybe at some point, if he improves, he's been wrestling for years. If he was going to get better, he would have gotten better by now. He is every bit as dull, every bit as boring to watch as he was six months ago. Um, but if you put him in a mid-card role, he will not be as exposed, not be as bad, um, especially if he's in the, in the ring with the right people. So, yeah, I think having him be like the, the foreign menace U.S. champion is a great role for him, but they just pushed him towards the top way too quickly without giving us the slightest sense of a buildup with this guy and giving us a reason to take him seriously. And so at the U.S. title level, he'd be perfectly fine. Uh, but as a main event guy, that experiment should be over. Oh, man. Um. Yeah. I, I listen. We we go from gender for uh, being second in the battle royal last year, then being champion, beating Randy Orton, uh, almost having a a a title, not a title, a one on one match with Brock Lesnar. That gets you know negated. Loses to AJ Styles, and now we're at the point where Royal Rumble is coming up, and we're not gonna you know, be so sure of what, of what, you know, we're going to do with him. So, um, I don't think, I don't think him going to be a good guy is a a good thing. So I think keeping him a bad guy on SmackDown is the right way to go. But you know, how long can you stay in that championship picture when it's going to be, you know, you know, one guy we haven't even mentioned is John Cena, who's not even on, on, on this card, but I assume he will be in the picture when he comes back. We know AJ, the winner with the, the the winner of the Rumble, uh, whoever that, that might be on a SmackDown branch going to be in the title picture. I don't think Orton's going to be in the title picture. Kevin Owens not yet. So the the title picture right now to me is very thin, right? I mean, it's been gender for such a long time. They got to they got to incorporate more faces. Um, obviously, you got to keep AJ as the face of SmackDown for a while to come. So beyond AJ, yeah, who else do you have in the main event scene? I will say Orton, like I said, in my booking scenario, what I would do is turn Orton heel on Sunday. You do a little mini feud with him and Nakamura for right now, but you get back to it later. So in the meantime, you do Orton and Styles of the Rumble. Obviously, AJ goes over, and then you do Orton and Nakamura either before Mania or at WrestleMania. I would have Nakamura win the Rumble. I'm not so sure about that anymore because they have not been positioning this guy as a main event star anymore, so we'll see. But with Randy Orton, I would have him go in the championship picture. Other than Orton, um, I mean, who else do you have in that main event scene? Nakamura, again, I think should win the Rumble. So he should be in the title picture, just not again yet. Um, not at this point yet. 
Um, so beyond him, you have Owens and Zane, like you said, not at this point. Uh, that's really about it. I mean, you have Bobby Roode, Baron Corbin, but those guys aren't ready yet. They're not at that level. Um, so they have a few players at the moment, but it's got to be all about AJ no matter what, going into 2018, heading into uh, the early stages of WrestleMania. But, yeah, I would have I would do Orton and AJ at the Rumble, and we have to move past gender. Because I know he's another he's a fresh face in the main event scene compared to a Randy Orton or a John Cena, but the guy is just not cutting it. So Jinder, or rather John Cena, coming back as a WWE title contender again against an AJ or against a Nakamura, I would not be completely opposed to that because anything is better than Jinder at this point. So now, I you know, on my timeline, there are a lot of Nakamura fans out there and um, feel like he should be champion today, you know, but he's not. Um or feel like he should win the Rumble and be champion at WrestleMania, but we don't know yet. The same thing they said about Finn Balor. Um, you know, you just mentioned that you you know you would have Nakamura win the Rumble and then go on to face AJ for the belt at, at Mania, which sounds like a, a great match that everybody wants to see. But the question is, does Nakamura need to win the Rumble? Yes, and I'll say this much because Raw, I think this year, has the Elimination Chamber match. So, again, it's been no secret for literally about a year now that we're getting Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 34 for the Universal Championship. Having Roman Reigns win the Royal Rumble again would be a massive mistake. Yeah. You can give him that <laughs> title shot. And, and, and Lesnar won't even be at the, uh, the, um, at the Chamber pay-per-view eventually, uh, apparently. Oh. You don't, he won't even be at the show. So it's not like we're getting a Lesnar Elimination Chamber match. So... That chamber match of the pay-per-view has got to be reserved for um, the number one contender slot at WrestleMania. Of course, Roman winning that would be super predictable, but it's better than having him win the Rumble. In recent years, who has won the, who has won the Rumble? Randy Orton, Triple H, John Cena, Batista, the same old guys. And even when Roman won, no one gave a shit. Our people cared, but it was for the wrong reasons, and it backfired on the company. Uh, we have not had a satisfactory finish to a Rumble pay-per-view, to a Rumble match, in literally like four or five or six years, because they can never book it properly. Um, so come 2018, they got to do it right. They're in Philly. It's a hardcore crowd. They have to have Nakamura go over. If it's not Nakamura, it's got to be anyone but Roman Reigns or Jinder, obviously. Nakamura, Samoa Joe would be a nice dark horse. Not going for the belt on Raw, but moving over to SmackDown. I've seen people pitch that. A Joe AJ match at WrestleMania would be lit, so I would love to see that. Um, or Finn Balor, like you said, people are clamoring for him to be in the main event scene. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen Balor and Brock in WrestleMania, but they have damaged Finn Balor so much. The guy can barely beat Bo Dallas on Raw. Hmm. That is not ready for a main event run at the moment. They damaged him quite a bit in the last couple months. So I don't see him winning the Rumble. Um, but Nakamura, Joe's a good dark horse. I could see Roman winning, but again, it would be a waste when you have the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view right after. So, yeah, I feel like Nakamura winning the Rumble should be considered a lock. Because if he doesn't win the Rumble, I don't think he's getting the main event of WrestleMania for the WWE title. But to play devil's advocate with you, uh, with you real quick, um, it, you know, isn't that the reason why you want to watch the Royal Rumble where you just feel like you 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 really don't know who's going to win? Because if, if we if, if me and you are here in December saying, oh, we, it's going to be uh, Nakamura is going to be this guy or like, you know, if Samoa Joe is number 30, he's going to win or whatever. Um, I think 
it's a good thing when they kind of throw you for a loop because nobody thought Randy Orton was going to win last year. Nobody thought uh, who won, whoever won before that didn't. We did not think that person was going to win. So very rare you know offhand who's who's coming in and going to win. Very few cases like The Rock and Stone Cold and Triple H, but. I think if we stood, if we stand here today and say, well, Nakamura or this guy, and they go into the Rumble and win it, then it's like, all right, you know, I knew that four months ago. I think throwing you for a loop could be good. It just, it just depends because bottom line is it fans like who they want to like and they love who they want to love. So if they love Nakamura or Finn Balor and somebody else wins and everybody in the world is upset, right or wrong. Yeah, I agree, but I feel like that's what they've done in recent years. Mm -hmm. Everyone knew in 2015 is a prime example. Not new, but everyone thought Daniel Bryan was going to win because he was coming back from injury. Right. You know, he didn't lose the title technically. Mm. He's going to win it. And the company's like, oh, I mean, we, we some people kind of figured Roman would win because it had been rumored for a while. Yeah. But I mistakenly thought Bryan would win. But they threw us for a curveball by having Roman win because we weren't expecting it. Now, I do respect the fact that they go with people that we aren't expecting. But it seems like they do that every year just to get one over on us, just because we weren't expecting it. they got to go with not who we're expecting or who we're surprised by. they got to go with the right candidate one of these years. Like, when they swerve us, that's fine. But they haven't swerved us, I mean, effectively, for the right reasons in recent years. Having a Triple H or a Randy Orton or a John Cena or a Batista go over in 2013, 14, 16, 17, to me is a complete waste. Um, because those guys have won Rumbles before, and they don't need the Rumble win. Nakamura is a guy who does. Um, but say, like, like, like you had said, if we're all saying Nakamura and they go with someone else, that's fine. But the person that they go with has got to deserve it and make sense for WrestleMania. Like, it's got to be, like I said, a Balor or a Joe or, an, okay, maybe not like an Elias, but someone like that, someone that we're not expecting and not someone that we're also not expecting but doesn't need it, like a Roman Reigns mm-hmm. or a Brock Lesnar or a John Cena, God forbid, or someone like that, because that, to me, mm. is a complete waste of the Rumble. So if they are going to swerve us, it's got to be someone that we're not expecting, but someone that also makes sense and is a fresh face as well. I mean, when you put it like that and, and you tell me Chamber is a raw pay-per-view, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking somebody from SmackDown wins a Rumble, the Chamber person gets the Universal Championship match at WrestleMania. Um, I think the only time that fans were really happy uh, of uh, of a Royal Rumble winner recently <laughs> is 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 the the year where Reigns had to defend defend the title in in the Rumble match and Triple H won. That was the only time where one because they got AJ Styles debuting in the Rumble. That's, that's number one. Two Reigns did not win, and uh, again I think that was that's the only Rumble where yeah Triple H won. But you had to understand that a lot of people were out and injured, so it's like, hey, we, they really had no choice. But you know, having all of Evolution win the Rumble between the last four years was like, okay. But like you said, do they do they do they deserve it, or what kind of program can you put them into? When it was Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt on paper, it was like, okay, you know, they've been going at it for a couple months now. It makes sense for the title, yeah. And Bray won the Chamber match, okay, cool. But it's like, you know. Just a lot of fans, 
they they want majority of the NXT guys to win everything, every every title, every every Rumble match. They want they want them to be in the main event of uh, WrestleMania, but um, like a Nakamura, like a Balor, a KO, I get it. But um, I me, I'm, I'm I might be old school, but I just don't feel like you know Nakamura has been on the main on the main roster for almost a year now. I mean, WrestleMania will be a year, but it's like. Does he need that the title right away? Because if you put it on, if you put it on him, what what can he do? Nakamura still can't cut a promo, so it's like we can we can make fun of Gender for not doing a good promo or this guy that guy. But you want the belt on Nakamura who can't do a good promo? Then it's like, which way you know which one do you want? Yeah, exactly. No, you bring up a good point. The guy can't cut a promo for shit. I mean, his, his promos, <laughs> Nakamura, that is, aren't great at all. His English is terrible. I mean, it was better than it was better in NXT when he wasn't given awful material to work with in the main roster, but it's still not good. Um, I don't know if you put a manager with him or what the fuck you can do with him, but mm. yeah, no, no, I don't want to say that. I don't want to come across that he needs to win the Rumble. I just think he would make the most sense to do Styles and Nakamura. And hell, if you do the match at WrestleMania... Who's to say that Nakamura beats AJ? You can have AJ beat Nakamura. As long as the match happens at all, mm. it's probably the biggest match they could do on SmackDown right now. You don't have to have Nakamura go over, at least not yet. Um, but it's not out of the ordinary for people to win the Rumble in their first main roster run. I mean, Brock Lesnar was their guy who won the title in a matter of months when he first showed up on the main roster. Lost the belt and then went on to win the Rumble a few months after that. So Nakamura has yet to be WWE champion. I mean, I hated the fact that he lost to Jinder. They should have never done that feud at all because Nakamura should not have won the championship at that point, but he also should have not have lost to Jinder. But that being said, um, Nakamura, I mean, I won't cry my eyes out if he doesn't win. But again, I'm happy as long as it's someone, not necessarily from NXT, but someone that just makes sense and that we haven't seen win the Rumble before. We've literally had like two or three-time Royal Rumble winners every single year for the past number of years. And the only guy that was a fresh face that won it was Roman Reigns in 2015, and people hated on that more than any other Rumble match in the history of the goddamn match. So hopefully, <laughs> I'm trying to think of people that aren't like NXT people or like IWC favorites that could like realistically win it. Um, like I, I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head at the moment, but I don't know. It, it's got to be someone that's just that's good that could feasibly go into the main event of WrestleMania and make sense. I think Joe would be great because the guy has yet to get a main event run as well. And he can cut a promo. The guy's better in the ring. Um, he's also great in the ring. He's better on the mic than Shinsuke Nakamura. And him and AJ would also be a big match for WrestleMania. Balor, maybe not so much. I love Finn Balor, but the guy has just been doing a whole lot of nothing recently. Mm. And I'm trying to think of other people. Like, Let's say if a Braun Strowman won the Rumble, you wouldn't see too many people complaining. I just don't think that makes any sense because the guys already will have, by, by that point, have gotten two title shots and no mercy. And right. likely at the Rumble, and he's going to lose there too. So having him come back out and win the Rumble would be kind of silly. But if that wasn't happening, having him win the Rumble would not be the worst idea in the world. Bray Wyatt would be cool if he didn't mean fucking nothing right now. But yeah. I know that's not going to happen. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. The cool thing is that there's a couple people that could win it. Nakamura's not considered a lock. As long as Roman Reigns doesn't win again, uh, or <laughs> Randy Orton again, it could be a lot worse. We'll see. I mean, it it, it could be Kane. <laughs> exactly. We could have. Everyone could it be could saying, "Oh Kane my God!" You. you know, 
know, Kane's in the title match. That means he won't be in the Rumble. Nope, not necessarily true. Remember Roman Reigns this past year? Mm. He's Kevin Owens for the Universal title, and he lost, and it's like, thank God, Roman won't be in the Rumble. And then he came out at number 30. It's like, that's, that's not considered, like, a guarantee that he won't be in the Rumble. He still could be in the Rumble. You don't know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. You never know. You never know. It could be Kane, but I would, I sure to hope God Please. that it won't be. Uh, I, I hope not. I, you know, we've seen too many of Kane in the main event of Raw in 2017. Him and Big Show. You know, hey, Hall of Famers, legends. I get it, but you know. I, Kane in 2017, Big Show in 2017, I, you know, no. Um, I know me and you, uh, next time we'll go through, you know, Rumble stuff and uh, who are the main favorites at, at the current time, who needs it, who who deserves it. Um, but real quick, I do want to compare, because last year Raw had Clash of Champions, right? So um, I want to go through... This year, this year's card to last year's card, and see which one had the better card. So we, as we mentioned, all together for SmackDown this year: Ryder uh, Mojo, AJ Jinder, Corbin uh, Rude, Ziggler, Charlotte Natalia, The Usos, New Day, Benjamin Gable, Rusev, and English, Orton and Nakamura against Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Breezango against the Bludgeon Brothers. Now. Compared to last year's Clash of Champions for the Raw brand, and you tell me which one was better, we had Nia Jax against Alicia Fox, The New Day against Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, Anderson, which we haven't seen in a while, um, TJ Perkins against Brian Kendrick, Cesaro versus Sheamus, which, you know, was uh, uh, match seven in the best of seven, uh, Chris Jericho against Sami Zayn, Charlotte against Sasha and Bailey, Reigns defeated Rusev, and Kevin Owens defeated Seth Rollins. So, which one had the better card, Raw or SmackDown? I just watched that show back the other day. Mm. It wasn't a terrible show, but it was completely uneventful. Uh, there weren't that many good matches. The opener was fine. I think the only really good match in that whole show was surprisingly Cesaro and Sheamus. Like you said, they've had seven, they had seven matches in a matter of like two months at that point in time in Raw's history. But that match on that show was fucking amazing. And it, the finish, it ended in a draw, but it led to the two tag teaming, and the guys have been a great tag team ever since. Um, but the weird thing about that show was that there were certain parts of it that I was actually looking forward to, and it ended up being a, kind of a disappointment. Mm. And that was with a good build. This build on Sunday for this show coming up has almost no build whatsoever. And a lot of these matches just... Zack Ryder and Mojo Raleigh. Classic. Corbin Ziggler and, uh, and Bobby Roode. Charlotte and Natalia. A lot of these matches I could not give two shits about. <laughs> and it really, again, it comes down to one match. The one match I cared about last year was Owens and Rollins. Even that was mediocre as hell. Mm-hmm. And the Cesaro-Sheamus match stole the show. Um, this year, to me, it's the main event. But maybe that is mediocre as hell. And it's the tag title match that steals the show. I feel like that's the only real match from an entering standpoint, that could be a great match. Everything else, eh, I don't know. It's kind of up in the air. But, again, I'm hoping my low expectations lead to a better-than-expected show. And um, that's what I thought for Battleground. That show was somehow worse than I thought it would be. It was one of the worst pay-per-views I've seen in a long-ass time. So I hope Clash of Champions is at least decent and we close out 2017 on a high note. Definitely, man. Uh, After that, the Royal Rumble, which will be in... Uh, Roman Reigns' favorite place, Philadelphia. Um, 
We'll see how, how. Hey, I'll be there. I'm looking forward to that one. Hey, man, you you'll be in Philly for the Rumble, and I will be for the first time ever in, in New Orleans for WrestleMania, man. Is that official? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, man. Have a blast. I, I, I made sure I, I did not sit all the way at the top of the Superdome next to the Drew Brees uh, jersey and stuff, so I, I try to make it worthwhile. So first time going there in April should be fun. So hopefully everything from this Sunday to the Rumble to the Chamber, it gets all of us ready for WrestleMania. But um, I hope you enjoy Clash of Champions. I hope it's something that we can really dive into next week. Um. After that is the Royal Rumble. I know we'll get into some 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 Rumble stuff down the road. But um, Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report at Russell Rant on Twitter, Russell Rant Radio host. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Randy. As always, I appreciate it. I'm much more looking forward to Star Wars. I'm much more excited for Star Wars coming up on Friday than Amber Clash. <laughs> but I'm hoping both are good nonetheless. But uh, regardless, brother, thanks a lot as always for having me on the show, and I'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, you too. Catch you on the road. All right.